Welcome to Five Shot Weekly. Atlanta United's play is improving, but the results are still the same. Can a rumored new head coach and new players help save this front office? We get into all that more coming up. Welcome to the show, Five Shot Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Five Shot Fam, here's your opportunity to support us from a grassroots level. You can pledge on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV. And we'd love to see you there. But guys, yes, let's get into the match review. Orlando City, yeah, at Explorer Stadium, and yes, LA United capitulated another late lead. It seems to be very symptomatic, a very soft defense here, unfortunately, for the five stripes, five stripes rather, in 2021. And it's been rather kind of dire, uh, especially in this match, but uh, yeah, we start off very, very well, 57 seconds in, and Joseph Martinez, he puts one in off of the post, unstoppable from outside of the box, and it is quite a wondrous strike, I mean, a world-class strike from uh, Joseph Martinez, and it's end-to-end to start the match. Uh, you know, uh, you have uh, the play starting from our box and then getting through midfield where Joseph, he's uh, running the length of the pitch. Brooks Lennon is able to find Joseph Martinez who one-times it and does it with a plum. And, I mean, that's definitely a really, really great start at Explorer Stadium where he has historically fathered uh, the kiddies, but unfortunately, yeah, it didn't go quite so well after that. Uh, yeah, pretty much soft marking on pretty much all three of Orlando City's goals, uh, either back post or front post. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you have guys that just aren't covering uh, tight enough to be able to stop what is pretty much uh, just like pretty lax kind of uh you know defending on not only crosses but on set pieces i mean it's just uh, it's just far too easy for orlando city in this match i mean yes you are missing bellow miles robinson in the back uh but also alec can he stood on his head he had six saves in the first half and uh unfortunately though that left side of ours was very very weak uh, Mikey Ambrose and Eric Lopez. Uh, it was just so much space in behind. And uh, time and time again, on our left side, they were getting in behind and able to put in some sort of ball, either from uh, you know the byline or something that was, I think, shaking, like asking questions of our shaky defense uh, inside the box. And yeah, definitely... Uh, yeah, you see more of that throughout this match, but, uh, yeah, at halftime, uh, you did see Mikey Ambrose get taken off, and then, so, Brooks Lennon came back to, uh, the back line, and then, uh, Ronald Hernandez came 
and played left back. And, uh, well, it still wasn't that much better. And uh, I think you saw that. It's just, uh, you know, there's uh, another instance of Santiago Sosa in the middle there where he is completely, he looks gassed. I mean, after about 20 minutes, you know, he just doesn't have the legs right now. He's played more minutes than he's ever in his career. Uh, We need somebody to spell him, to pretty much rotate with him. And unfortunately, yeah, we we just do not have another defensive midfielder that can spell him at the moment. And uh, I think you see uh, kind of the problems. Like, he just does not have the legs to mark anymore uh, guys in the in the latter parts of the matches and so um, you know really key here that we I think get something uh, during the transfer window to help in this regard as well because we have no idea when Mo Adams is going to be back uh, we really we need somebody to uh, to help us here in the middle of the park but uh, yeah so unfortunately Orlando City they equalize and we go into halftime at 1-1, but we're able to take the lead with another wonder strike, and this one definitely had some shades of Tito Vishalba, and uh, yeah, another one from distance, and uh, Marcelino Moreno, uh, yeah, he takes it upon himself and strikes it through the upper 90 top bins, and it is unstoppable as well. I mean, it's... You know, uh, this type of strike, um, you know, looks fantastic, but I think, uh, you know, this was maybe coming as well. I think Marcelino Moreno, he has been balling out the past few matches. And also, you have sort of uh, kind of this issue, though. These are two wonder strikes, and at the end of the day, the XG on. Uh, on the night is, I think, 0.33, if I'm not mistaken. Let me check really quick. But uh, it's that's pretty horrendous. If, uh, you know, we pretty much like can't create much from the run of play beyond these two wonder strikes. And so uh, it's pretty freaking low. Uh, and, yeah, two goals were the two lowest XG chances of the six shots that we had on the night. And so, yeah, definitely six shots, not good enough. And then, yeah, so Joseph Martinez gets taken off. And, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, right after that, I mean, a lot of people maybe prognosticated that when Kubo Torres came on, that's pretty much a white flag a little bit, waving the white flag. Uh, I mean, we it's coincidental. I don't think it has anything to do with... Uh, Kubo Torres, unfortunately, in this match, but yeah, you know, two late goals, and it's just not good enough in the back. I mean, yes, the depth, the lack of, rather, is uh, showing here, and it's very, very tough. Uh, but yeah, you see just uh, crosses that aren't being blocked, being intercepted, not being dealt with, and it's just too easy for Orlando City to come back. They pretty much get the ball out wide. They put a ball in, and it's really, that's it. I mean, it's simple as, and uh, it's something that um, it's been a little symptomatic. We just have not been good enough uh, from our wide players to stop these type of service. But, uh, yeah, in terms of 
Uh, you know, if there's anything else that's positive out of this match, I mean, you know, uh, in terms of Alec Can, his uh, first half saves in terms of six, it's the second most of any half in team history. Uh, but, yeah, unfortunately, LA United is winless in 11 now. And uh, definitely pretty damning. Uh, obviously, this is marred with not only players off on international duty, but also injuries and also a head coach uh, being fired. So it's definitely, you know, uh, what can you do? But unfortunately, this is our first loss in Orlando City. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it had to happen sometime. And at least it's... At least you could say it's happening during our one of our worst stretches in our club history. So in terms of if Orlando City, uh, who's yeah in second and doing quite well, I mean uh, yeah usually you'd say you know these type of derbies form goes out the window, but it seems like form is continuing here and uh, yeah obviously uh, you know just very frustrating from an LA United standpoint where. Yeah, we put two goals in and we still cannot win. It is just, uh, yeah, kind of brutal. But, um, yeah, post-match, Rob Valentino, he mentioned that he has a lot of disappointment right now. Takeaways are difficult to find. Uh, Ronald Hernandez, he said, I think we haven't been able to defend set pieces and aerial balls into our box well enough. We need to be more concentrated in that area. That starts with me definitely don't disagree with that I mean uh, I think yeah it's really it's the roster construction right now lack of depth is just super important and uh, I think you're seeing it rear its ugly head uh, lots of fatigue lots of uh, you know basically we start off the match pretty bright and then we fade uh, a lot and that's uh, you know I think that's something to do with uh, how hard maybe uh, Hainsey had previously trained them, and now uh, you know you're seeing, unfortunately, the effects of all that. But uh, yeah, so we'll wrap this Orlando City match review up. Uh, next up on the docket for LA United is CF Montreal Wednesday, August 4th, and we will have that match preview later on in the show. But Let's get into the news and, yes, uh, head coach rumor. And that comes courtesy of The Athletic, Felipe Cardenas and Sam Stechgall. They have reported that 48-year-old ex-Roma manager Paolo Fonseca, he has pretty much uh, had extended talks with LA United's front office uh, in the recent days. Uh, the Portuguese, he toured the club's training grounds with Darren Eels and Carlos Bocanegra. And a day prior, Fonseca was having spotted having lunch with Eels and Arthur Blank. So uh, definitely, it seems like there's been some uh, further talks and negotiations already if he's already looking at the, uh, you know, the training grounds and having lunch with Arthur Blank. But uh, yeah. They, uh, in terms of Eels and Boca, they were seen on a flight from Rome to Atlanta last week. And uh, that was just three days after they fired Hainsey. So uh, pretty much there seems to be, this was in the works already, that they were uh, looking into, you know, 
different types of candidates for the head coach job in uh, in lieu of Hansei being fired. And so, uh, though, Fonseca, uh, getting a little bit of a, a profile on him, he was also uh, essentially hired by Tottenham this summer, but the deal fell through. And, uh, of course, now Nuno Espirito is uh, Tottenham's manager, but speaks to, you know, kind of the pedigree of, uh, you know, Fonseca and the kind of high level of job that he was already being considered. And, of course, Darren Eels uh, was part of the front office of Tottenham previously, to my chagrin, obviously, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I've had to deal with, uh, you know, the Tottenham connections, being an Arsenal fan, uh, but it is, uh, you know, kind of, uh, if we can hire the right guy, then I'm not too fussed, but hopefully that is the case, and we don't know, uh, you know, if Eels and Boca are really doing a good enough job, uh, you know, getting the right talent off the pitch and on the pitch for Atlanta United currently, but, uh, yeah, uh, in terms of Fonseca, he's had great success with Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, he led them to the Ukrainian League and Cup Double in each of his three seasons in charge. And then he also, uh, he, at Roma, uh, it was a mixed bag of attractive football, uh, modern tactics, but unfortunately inconsistent results. And uh, yeah, also uh, under Fonseca, Roma, they reached the European... <laughs> Europa League semifinals last season, but uh, yeah, they unfortunately were beaten by Man U 8-5 on aggregate, and uh, yeah, they uh, they basically have played pretty decent football and pretty similar to our play as well with, uh, you know, some uh, fullbacks that really like to push up, uh, you have a, de- a defensive midfielder that likes to split the center backs and you, lo- you have uh, some attacking midfielders that essentially stay pretty close together and you know the midfield kind of almost form a midfield five with a striker that likes to get in behind. So there are some similarities for sure. And he's also said that he's not a type of manager that will ever sit in a low block. So that is very, very, uh, I think encouraging for sure because that's not how we want to uh, shape up nor play ever but uh, that's ironically uh, the manager that replaced him at Roma is Jose Mourinho of course uh, the former Spurs boss and also Chelsea and Man U etc etc but uh, yeah very I think uh, interesting there that the guy he uh, is replaced with, he almost got the job at Tottenham, uh, and pretty different styles, I would say, so, I mean, it seems like Roma are getting a little bit more pragmatic, but, uh, what do you guys think of Fonseca and this rumor, do you like, uh, the sound of him, would you like to see him at Atlanta United, let us know in the comments below, but, uh, on to the next rumor, Tiago Almeida, an update on him, Fabrizio Romano, the, big guru, the transfer guru, here we go, he has, here we go uh, pretty much, not officially, but Almeida, uh, he's 
pretty much discussing uh, personal terms with LA United. He's expected to join us after the Olympics once his contract uh, is ready. Of course, the Olympics are over for the Argentina U23s. And uh, yeah, the agreement between LA United and Villa Sarsfield has uh, been reached and completed, and the deal is now at its final stages, according to Romano. So definitely, uh, yeah, seems like he's on his way. And, uh, you know, we will definitely have a guy who, uh, yes, will be fairly similar to some of our players that are already here, but he's a 20-year-old whose passing is very strong, uh, likes to dribble, uh, and uh, is good at it and beating his man. Uh, He also likes to take long shots that also uh, he's very good at, but, uh, yeah, also likes to play long balls, gets fouled pretty often, and uh, yeah, you know, he's a guy that could be, you know, another wonder kid that comes into our squad, and so do we move out another wonder kid? How does he fit in? We'll kind of slightly discuss in a bit, but another transfer rumor, I don't, uh, <laughs> the plausibility of this seems a little lower, but uh, yeah, the, uh, and you know, in terms of Almeida, the uh, the transfer fee seems to be about 15 million, and so that probably makes him a U22 uh, because he also is a uh, you know a younger player under 20 uh, or a 20 year old player rather. But in terms of uh, transfer rumor here, Cagliari. In terms of Serie A, Cagliari's João Pedro. Uh, he's a Brazilian. Apparently, he's reached in principle an agreement with LA United for a three-year deal worth about three and a half million per season uh, but LA United has offered Cagliari 10 million plus bonuses but Cagliari they are asking for 16 so uh, yeah you know it's been rejected but will we come with another offer we'll see uh, but Pedro and Cagliari they were in contract extension talks uh, and these are from various sources uh, in and around Serie A, but uh, Cagliar apparently would not want to sell the 29-year-olds. I mean, he is a key player for them, but uh, yeah, this uh, this player, uh, I mean, he has scored 18 or 16 goals and assisted three in 37 matches in the 2021 season for the Italian side. He's got 97 goals and 34 assists in 340 matches in all competitions in his career. So. Uh, that's not too shabby, and uh, you know, for 10 to 16 million, that could be a pretty decent, uh, you know, haul for a guy that uh, you know is a proven goal scorer, uh, attacking midfielder, or can play at center forward or second striker. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to a player like this. I mean, obviously, we'll see how we line up with him in. Uh, in the 11, but I mean, this could be fairly useful, and uh, it might have to be maybe a uh, you know, two up top, maybe with uh, some wing backs. We'll find out if this happens. But uh, yeah, he's a, a guy that also he's uh, strong aerially, he's of course strong at finishing with those numbers as well, as you can see. And uh, he's another player that gets fouled often, so you know, not too bad, a good thing for sure. 
But uh, in terms of uh, you know, in terms of these two players, how will we make it work within the squad? It, it will be a question for sure. Uh, but in terms of these two players, uh, yeah, DP slot or U22, uh, we don't have them available right now. Essentially, we will have to figure out uh, what we will do. Uh, maybe Alan Franco gets bought down. Maybe another player gets moved. We will find out. But uh, yeah, leave us your theories in the comments below. But uh, wrapping up the news, I mean, we will get to Kanye. Kanye's room at the Benz. I mean, this is hilarious. Uh, apparently, he's renting it out for $1 million a day. And so he can finish recording Donda. I mean, ridiculous. Obviously, just uh, kind of just uh, a weird thing to begin with. He showed up at the Atlanta United match uh, last time and uh, was in his uh, pantyhose and that same jacket that he wore for his show. It's it's a weird thing for sure. And uh, we all ask if Kanye's okay, really. But guys, let's wrap up the news and get into our match preview. And our match preview is CF Montreal on Wednesday, August 4th at 7.30 at Saputo Stadium. And yeah, I mean... It's a, another team that, I mean, isn't doing spectacularly, but they are 7th, we are 10th, and uh, yeah, Thierry Henry has moved on from them as their head coach, and in his steed, Wilfred Nancy uh, is uh, their head coach as he tries to uh, kind, of, kind of bring this uh, kind of weirdly constructed uh, team where they have... Uh, a lot of holes, I feel like, but still are able to, uh, you know, I think get above the playoff line. I think it's some, uh, it's a team that we definitely will, uh, you know, have a good chance at beating. We just have to really, uh, you know, I think have the legs. And with uh, really just a few days rest and travel as well, this will be... This will be a, uh, a an ask for sure of the squad. But, uh, yeah, last season, they finished ninth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they were eliminated, eliminated in round one by the Revolution 2-1. And they were also in the CONCACAF Champions League. They were eliminated in the quarterfinals by Olympia uh, by away, away goals tiebreaker, unfortunately. But uh, getting into the uh, last... Six matches between the the two clubs. United has won five, drawn one, and Montreal have not won one at all. And our 12 goals, their four goals, just kind of actually uh, hilarious a bit. But uh, in terms of uh, the last match, we last played them on May. Uh, if, if you remember, it's our last win of the season so far. Uh, it was May 16th, we beat them 1-0. So getting into their key acquisitions, Jordi Mihailovic is a guy that will be a uh, not only maybe inverted winger, but maybe a number 10 for them, and uh, is a guy that has been uh, kind of key to their proceedings. Uh, another guy in Bjorn Johnson, kind of a nomadic striker, but he's been a goal scorer wherever he's been. And Kiki Struna, 
He's a starting caliber center back for them and uh, definitely a guy that will be a stalwart in their defense. Uh, probably, hopefully, for years to come, they, they hope. But, uh, yeah, some key losses. Boyan, uh, the former Barcelona wonder kid, uh, unfortunately left them. And uh, Orji Aquanco, another guy. Uh, yeah, their 2019 team MVP has left them as well. And Juca Retala, their club captain and stalwart in defense has left as well but uh in terms of their players to watch uh yes Romel Kyoto uh unfortunately he will be probably injured for this match but uh he was their club's leading scorer last season and uh also of course the aforementioned Mihailovic and also Victor Wanyama uh, defensive midfielder, former Spurs and Southampton player, of course, but uh, a guy that uh, kind of can really influence things from the middle of the park. But uh, in terms of, yeah, CF Montreal and how they're going to play, I mean, they're a team that likes to pass it around short. Uh, they will take shots from distance, and they will play that offside trap and uh, really try to uh, you know, kind of squeeze the play, but uh, yeah, they do rotate their first 11 quite a bit as well, and uh, yeah, they're a team that might end up playing in their own half a little bit, so we can, if we uh, have the energy, we can still press them and maybe try to force some errors, but uh, in terms of, yeah, their availability uh, injuries report, uh, Clement Jupp, uh, he's out with a right leg injury. Balu Tabla is out with a groin injury. And aforementioned, Kyoto is out with a hamstring injury. For Atlanta United, of course, Heinemann out with a torn ACL. Ibarra, lower body. Mo Adams, left quad. Bello, Guzan, and Robinson and Barco out on international duty. Uh, Barco is back, but we'll see if he takes part. Uh, he will have to uh, not only... Uh, travel up to Montreal with them, but uh, yeah, I think that might not be uh, quite the game quite yet. I think we'll see him probably next weekend. But uh, also questionable is Jake Mulraney and also Brooks Lennon, who unfortunately suffered an injury against Orlando City. But uh, getting into our predicted starting 11, and let's see, you know, I think obviously can will be between the sticks, but I think that. That back line will be, uh, I think, maybe almost forced into what's available, really. And so, Ronald Hernandez will be at right back. It'll be Alan Franco, Anton Walks, and Mikey Ambrose will continue on as the left back, even though he didn't have that great of a game. But, uh, you know, we really are out of bodies, really, at this point. Uh, in midfield, uh, Hosetu did uh, a great job. I think, uh, you know, would he... Would he, I think, uh, continue this match? I don't know. I think it might be a Marsadich uh, against his former club. We'll see. Uh, but Sosa, in lieu of having any sort of uh, understudy, is another, another... He just will have to play. Uh, and Marcelino Moreno, who's been balling out, hopefully he still also will have the legs too. But uh, getting into the forwards at right wing, I think it's going to be Machop Chol. I think he needs to probably be uh, moved over to the right keep it a little bit more simple, and uh, yeah, you know, 
on that left than Eric Lopez. I think maybe just have them swap wings. And Eric Lopez, when he's been on the left, uh, yeah, he looks a little bit more dangerous because he can cut in, maybe he can take shots, he can get in behind. And of course, Joseph Martinez up top. Uh, yeah, hopefully we don't see any uh, kind of late match subs uh, for him in this one either because I think uh, unless we're leading by uh, a large number, but we shall see. But uh, basically, though, uh, a quick little match note in that if Inter-Miami, they... Uh, if they beat CF Montreal on Saturday, and full transparency, I'm filming this on a Saturday, uh, but then LA United will have the lowest or the fewest number of wins in MLS this season. That is quite a damning stat. So, uh, yeah, I mean, either way, I mean, we're we're in some dire bit of form at the moment. But uh, let's get into the score prediction then, guys. I mean, yeah, it's... Obviously, you know, winless in 11, it's tough to see how uh, we get off this snide, but against this CF Montreal side that uh, could be gotten at, especially uh, they have shorter rest than we do, I think it's possible. I think it's just very tough on the road, and I think, unfortunately, it'll be a 1-1 draw. And, uh, yeah, not sure who's going to get on the score sheet. Maybe it'll be Alan Franco on a set piece. We shall see, uh, but I mean, hopefully it's Joseph Martinez and he continues to, uh, you know, kind of get in uh, on the score sheet, but also when he scores, he scores in bunches, so it'd be really, really great to see. But uh, that does it for the match preview and pretty much the entire show except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, do the rumors of Fonseca and Pedro and Almeida, do they fill you with confidence let us know in the comments below and that's it for us today remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already share this episode and leave us a review and a rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings i'm aj thanks so much for listening